0: I would characterize the first year as the Facebook year. My wife and I did these like outrageous and funny Facebook selfie videos. Then they were like, the ads were paying back in a day. Um, They were giving us unbelievable reach. It was working incredibly well. But nine months in, we're like, this is the wrong type of customer, churns through the roof.
1: You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed.
2: Hey, folks, my guest today is Adam Robinson. He's building a very cool tool called Git Emails. And he started this after spending 10 years on Wall Street trading credit default swaps at Lehman Brothers and started his first startup called Robly Email Marketing. The company was bootstrapped for ranking number one in customer satisfaction in 2017. and The company distributed mid-seven figures and was sold for eight figures. His current venture, Git Emails, helps e-commerce and publishing customers identify their anonymous web traffic and retarget them over email. He launched the company in November 2019. And just crossed, I'm going to let him tell the revenue number. Adam, ready to take really? us to the top?
0: Yeah, sure. I'm ready to take <laughs> us to the top.
2: How are you doing? Okay, what's the revenue number? Let's not I'm great. Uh, 4 million ARR. That's great. Okay. and six, so
0: you... six full-time employees bootstrapped, 50% total margin.
2: That's incredible.
0: Eight, 18 months old.
2: Wow, 18. Okay, got it. So, so talk me through the first, that's the starter story. How did you get your first 100 customers?
0: So, I had as you as you read in the bio I had an email marketing company that I started called Robly email marketing. Uh, that's a very difficult space, incredibly challenging, but we had a really nice lifestyle business. And in attempting to niche, I discovered this identity resolution space, which is like basically identifying anonymous web traffic and then without the person actually filling out a form, we'll pass you a plain text email address, add it to your list so you can market to them. And whereas you would get like 3 to 5% of people to fill out a form, we'll get you 40% of your traffic. So just an unbelievable email list growth tool. It was a feature in Robly. Everybody loved the feature. Nobody was actually switching to the platform. So, so we thought, hey, if they're if they're like downloading these files and uploading them in their email marketing app, and they're enduring that horrible experience and like give us a ten out of ten on the NPS report, we yeah. need to spin this out, connect it to everything, and launch the product on its own. So,
2: Have, ask me a plain text email. So I've used tools like this oh, before it, it
0: is deep. magic. That's
2: how. Let let me me just ask the question because I think my audience will ask the same exact thing, which is: there's tons of tools like this out there. The issue I always have is you get a massive list of company names based off IP addresses. It'll say, you know, someone from SendGrid was on your site for 20 minutes, but I don't know what the hell to do with that. You're saying we give you the person. You'll give me the email of the person who was on the site.
0: Yeah. So, so we like, connect anonymous, we connect anonymous digital identifiers that are used in the advertising network to rich customer profiles. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like Lead Forensics, for instance, does what you're doing, what you're talking about, but we go a step farther. It's primarily a B2C tool because all the all the emails are like Gmail, Hotmail, um, Yahoo and stuff like that. But we actually give you the person. And it's work really uh it can we have some b2b customers but like th- we're having so much success in the b2c world we're just not focused on it mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm.
2: all right so launched in 28 uh wait late 2018 it sounds like
0: 2019
2: 2019, 2019. okay mm-hmm. um scaled nicely so so first one our customers came from your last company which is great how many customers are you adding from uh these days
0: so it's kind of like a a tale of two businesses. There was what we did to get it off the ground. And there's what we did, what we're doing now. So the first I would characterize the first year as, uh, the Facebook year, my wife and I did these like outrageous and funny Facebook selfie videos. Then they were like, the ads were paying back in a day. Um, they were giving us unbelievable reach. It was working incredibly well, but nine months in we're like, this is the wrong type of customer turns through the roof. Um, even though the ads, even though it was quick payback and allowed us to grow really quickly, we noticed that our top ten customers had huge revenue expansion. They were paying us between five and thirty thousand dollars a month. We need to focus everything on them. So, end of the year last year, uh, beginning of the year, this year, we did a pivot. Stopped running ads. Um, it's entirely an outbound sales model, and we're bringing on people between like you know two and ten thousand dollars a month now. That is just a totally different, like the number of customers that we're adding is much lower, but like we added 50 K MRR in the last 30 days. You know what I mean?
2: And and across how many customers?
0: Uh, I would say probably, you know, uh, 25 to 50. Whereas if you, if you, if you did 50 K a year ago, it would have been like 500 or something like that. You know what I mean? Hey, a new MRR or ARR? MRR. MRR. Got it. Okay.
2: Mm -hmm. So good growth. So just to be clear, absolutely no dollars on ads right now zero dollars on ads well what does the sales team look like if you're doing outbound is there a salesperson or
0: what there is one salesperson and one person assisting that salesperson she's What's doing the entirely
2: salesperson
0: entirely cold email the quote is kind of like bring in as much as you can but it's one salesperson who brought in 50k MRR last month so she's doing pretty well is she,
2: is, is she i mean the reason i'm asking here is because this is a like a pivotal moment for a lot of test companies is the comp that you put on your first sales rep
0: Say that again. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't. This
2: is a pivotal moment in many SaaS companies. Is when to bring on your first yeah. outside sales hire and what quota had incentivized them. So, so yeah, well, she's she's you know, she's
0: been the there, there since she's been there since day one, and she has a a sort of co-founder incentive structure. She's got like shadow equity that her equity percentage grows with our ARR. So like she just got her equity doubled when we crossed four million ARR. You know it, it, that that would never yeah that would never work for a sales team. But you know, my attitude is keep this thing as small as possible. And I actually want to like sell it to a private equity or something that will actually scale the team. Like at the end so, of the year. So how something. much
2: equity do you currently still own of the
0: business? Uh, we have the same cap structure as the last company because it was a spin out of the last company. Oh, If that makes sense. And the last company, I had two co-founders. Um, I own 42% of the last company and I own 42% of this one.
2: Got it. And did your wife, you said, does your wife own any here too?
0: My wife does not own any equity. She was just a significant contributor to the ad campaign.
2: <laughs> oh, got it. Not a co-founder. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, not a co-founder. I mean, I, I started the first company like five years before I met her. Got it. Got it.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. And what's the, so, so the other two co-founders own the other sort of 60-ish percent
0: or? or... Yeah, exactly. Bootstrap, okay. no investors.
2: Okay. Interesting. And so, the, but I'm asking, there was no investors at the old company either? Nope. No investors. Okay. Why didn't you just, why didn't you buy them out? I mean, why take them into the new business?
0: Man, that's too long of a story for this podcast, but um, it was just, you know, one of them's my brother, one of them's my best friend. (laughs) Uh, There were several ways to handle this. And I just thought, just rewinding a little bit, um, I sort of experimented with growth tactics for like three years with the other company's money as it was doing fine. You know, it's a great lifestyle business. Something finally works right? If I'm the investor in the old company, I say, you just spent my money for three years trying to to figure this out. So, you know, it's my asset. Yeah. That's kind of the conclusion I came to. Um, and it's really hard to buy somebody out when you're like so excited about the future prospects of this thing. Like what what would you sell? So, you yeah, know, we, we did like 50K MRR in like the first six weeks. What would you have sold that equity for?
2: Well, just hold on. going back <laughs> to <with, going, laughs> you know? the founder story, Adam, I mean, they're all, are they working currently as hard as you are in the company?
0: Uh, one of them is, one of them is okay. not.
2: So like the one that's so, not like, that's the argument of why you would reshuffle the captive hey,
0: thing, right? I, I hear you. Uh, there was one other sort of tricky moment in like 2015 or 16. And I think maybe if that tricky moment hadn't happened, I would have been more assertive about it, but, uh, you know, but with this one, my plan the entire time was to sort of grow it really fast and exit fairly quickly. So yeah. th- that also is just, you know, if I was in this for like 10 years, I a hundred percent would push for that.
2: Um, how many customers today? paying? uh,
0: 750 paying customers. 750. Okay, cool. And then, um, talk to me about churn. So churn is a really hard thing to talk about because the, I, I explained that Facebook ad strategy and it, like. The people we were bringing on last year probably had an average of 10,000 unique monthly visitors, whereas everybody we're bringing on now has three hundred to 500,000. Totally different customer profile. I told you about our top 10 in turn. So looking at it by segments, um, our top 25 has been around for, uh, 75% has been around for over a year. Um, all the top 10 is huge expansion revenue, but like the, the bottom churn, the, the top line churn number just like doesn't even mean anything because it's the old well, people still well, churning off. Listen,
2: we just, the whole magazine issue last month was focused on logo churn doesn't mean anything, but yeah. it doesn't mean anything for the exact reason you just articulated. And that's why we use revenue churn, which accounts for large contracts that are super sticky and expanding. So what does your revenue churn look like over the past 12 months?
0: Uh, it looks great. I mean, I'm not going to give an exact number, but it's single digits.
2: Uh, okay. Single digits monthly or annually? Monthly, okay, got it. So under under ten percent revenue churn per month. Now, does the expansion revenue you drive in the same cohorts make up for the churn as your net revenue retention above one hundred percent? Uh yes. Okay, got it. How far above one hundred percent do you even drive that with your big expansion accounts?
0: I mean, we just kind of started a few months ago, really focusing on these guys. So it's it, all these questions are are super hard when you're really early in a company. You know what I mean? It's no, like, I mean,
2: that's not because you're dealing, You're not, that's not, no, I am like, I'm not going to buy that because you're trying to grow an exit to private equity firm. They're going to be way tougher than I am on all these questions. So I just don't buy, I don't, I don't buy that at all. What, what, what's happening is you're growing so fast. It's not worth your time to focus on it
0: right now. You just know it's working. You, you just gave me my answer to those guys.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But but, but, by the way, like you're going to have to polish all this up, right? If you end up running the process, but, but really what's, I mean, there's people listening right now that are going to go, yeah, I'm like Adam, I, we're growing so fast. I'm not losing money. We're profitable. I know it's working. Even if it turns high, I know it's working. So I'm going to keep
0: going. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah,
2: that all all makes good sense. That makes good sense. Talk to me about, so grow, grow fast and exit. I mean, what would you value the company at today?
0: I mean, I I don't know what's a, what's a 4 million ARR company growing at 15% a month, the 50% total margin and six full-time employees worth. Well, that, that's,
2: that's, the, that is, that's the science, but a sale is never about science. It's always an art. Uh, and right. it comes down to when you go home at night and you have to tell your wife you turned down an X size offer, how big does it have to be before she says, I can't believe you did that. I'm leaving.
0: I mean, are you asking my opinion of what I'd sell for?
2: I'm, I'm asking how you personally would value the business.
0: I think that this thing uh, would make sense to certain buyers. You know, I think. 25 on the low side. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a good price for it's probably 50. Mm -hmm. If I get, if I double revenues before the end of the year, like maybe a little bit, a little bit above that. And I think that I will. Interesting.
2: And so so what's your
0: opinion? I I mean, you're the person who talks to a hundred people a day about this stuff.
2: Um, The most viable thing I've heard from you so far is what the top 20% of accounts look like and what the expansion pattern looks like. Um, Mm -hmm. You're going to get it
0: because that's all we're doing now, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I don't know what the breakdown is. Right. But what I can tell you is the companies right now that are getting the highest valuations, they, they all have net dollar retention above 150%. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, that's one of the key, that plus just overall growth rate are really the key drivers I'm seeing today of SaaS valuations. You know, the closest comp that I put you guys to would probably be Lemlist and Guillaume very similar space. You know, what's
0: the name? Lem-, lem, list. Lem, list. lem list
2: yeah i mean he just you know they're three co-founders they're very pro how much are you profiting on the four million?
0: Fifty percent total margin so a couple so bucks. last
2: month you did about how much top line
0: uh like 300 grand and dropped and to 150
2: in the bottom of the bank yeah. what do you do with that currently do you pay it out as dividends yep interesting and and can you explain to me how like you're is it just the founders or do the six employees get to take part, a little part of participation there
0: uh you know as i explained uh our, our employees have a little shadow equity sort of portion of it, does it that scales that up. Of-
2: dividend checks every month, or no? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They get dividend checks.
2: How, how does that work? Founders ask me all the time at our bootstrap. How do we get our employees incentivized without giving up a big chunk of equity and they do dividends?
0: Well, I, I love this shadow equity. Um, you know, uh, at the end of every month, if you have one percent shadow equity, I just write them a check for one percent. It comes out of the next month's expenses, if that makes sense.
2: One percent of what?
0: Of the whatever, whatever the total distribution was going to be.
2: Okay. And is the total distribution? So if you did 300 grand last month and 150 goes to the bottom line, we you distribute 100% of the 150? Yeah. Okay, got it. So, so that, yeah,
0: is- like I, I have like, you know, a target bank account amount that I like running for the size of company we are. Let's say it's 250 grand, right? So, like we built up to that point and then now it's a one to one with the cash flow we generate. Why you is, know your, what I mean? Why, why is your bank cushion number 250? How'd you come up with that? I don't I have no idea, honestly. Yes, you do. I it's, even, emo- it's emotional. Yeah. I I, mean, emotional. I I just didn't, you know, that seemed like a number that like, no matter what we wanted to do, it was going to be enough to, to gas it. If we wanted to, I was never going to get in trouble. You know, it, it's, you would probably, is that like, does that seem high to you for like a tiny company like this?
2: I know. What so are like, your total, your total monthly expenses are 150 grand.
0: Yeah. I think yeah. About. All right. So you have, I mean, yeah, it's like six weeks of expense. I mean, but it's a SaaS business, so it's not going to go away. I don't know. It's it's you could probably run it with a lot less. You might run but it with a Google lot more. Rule I mean, is
2: just take your fixed expenses, multiply it times six months. I don't know what your fixed expenses are.
0: Yeah, not a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the employees are yeah. as they are in there, and then exactly. Fixed right, hosting, yeah. etc. Yeah,
0: so it's probably it's probably right around there.
2: Yeah, interesting. Um, no, I mean, look, I think, you know, I think you know, a company, and exactly one year ago, what was revenue?
0: uh we've grown 250 percent since a year ago so it's probably like 50 grand 75 grand i don't know
2: yeah you're like one a 1.5 million run rate about a year ago yeah, like that. exactly yeah um no i mean look i think this is great growth congratulations i mean this is also a space where you, you know i mean again there's a ton of churn so the fact that you've sort of figured out how to how to get that above 100 net net dollar wise it's pretty impressive um Cool. Okay. Got it. Uh, six people on the team, total one salesperson. How many engineers? One engineer, one engineer. How do you build this whole thing with one engineer? Did you use an outsourced dev shop or something?
0: No, he's a total savant. Actually, we have two engineers. We have one guy who builds integrations full-time, but doesn't touch the code. Uh, and, and the the CTO is my co-founder and he's just like a super genius.
2: Where did you find a person that just does integrations full-time?
0: um through my other company, we hired somebody um, I actually built a development team in Argentina for the for my first startup when I wanted to pull everybody off to work on this one. Wow. And the guy we hired down there to manage them knew this this other guy. Do you use so, a firm to spin up a team in Argentina or do you just know someone on the ground? That was incredibly difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, I went to, I lived down there for a year and then it still didn't work until I figured I had to like hire people to manage, hire someone to manage the entire team. It was, it was just, I'll, if anybody wants to email me, Adam at get emails.com. I'm happy to jump on a call about this. It yeah. is, it is a bear.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, last thing before we wrap up, what's your fully weighted CAC, including salesperson permission to get a new call at $500 a month customer?
0: I mean, that's, so we added 50K MRR last month and we have two salespeople. So what commission do you pay? Um, uh, well, I don't pay them commission. I pay them based off MRR. They're sort of, you, you know what I mean? Like she's a basically co-founder sort of level employee and her commission grows as revenue grows. And she's like the sole driver of growth right now. But she's the only one adding it. Does because that make sense?
2: Equity structure.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you don't, you don't really have a good idea of what PAC is. No, I haven't okay. even, we you, haven't even because, thought because about
2: you've it. You've made it purely variable. Uh, yeah. And
0: that would have to change if I were the one building out of Salesforce under her. But my whole plan is to let somebody else do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, so, I mean, do you think you, I mean, if someone came to this, I mean, with a lot of buyers that listen to this podcast, they come and offer you something around, I don't know, 15, 20 million bucks all cash up front. Do you sell the business?
0: Probably not for 15 or 20. Um, I just think it's grown so fast that that there's somebody out there who likes it for more than that.
2: Interesting. Okay. Very good. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Uh,
0: four steps to the epiphany.
2: Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying?
0: I share an office with Dave Rogan Moser from proof. And those guys are doing some unbelievable stuff right now.
2: Oh, are you down here in Austin? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, amazing. Get a
0: coffee sometime.
2: I'm like five minutes from you. Uh, (laughs) I love that. All right. Uh, number, are you going to take over their office or no?
0: No, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just hanging out in there every day. Got it. Well, I yeah. know they
2: were trying to look, sublet a part of it, but then they bought that are kind of a yeah. headliner. Then they,
0: then they started this thing called Conversion. Jarvis and they're they're Yeah. Conversion AI and they're not looking to do anything anymore. They're absolutely crushing it with that. Thing. Awesome. He needs to get on here and talk about it. Cause it's I phenomenal. It's I just like that. the story of that is unreal.
2: All right. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a business besides your own? Uh, Intercom. Number
0: four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Seven-ish.
2: Seven ish. You know these. You you listen to the show, don't you?
0: Uh, I do. I'm, a, a, I'm like a I'm like a fangirl.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is it is it what you expected? Sort of being on it versus listening. Uh, yes. Good. Yes, I like yes. that. I think that's a compliment. So that's good. Uh, All
0: right. Uh, it was exactly exactly what I expected. <laughs> good. No, and you still feel good about it, right? I do. I'm glad I did it. You know, Good. especially because I'm very upfront with what I'm trying to do at the end of the year, which is yes. all this thing. So no,
2: look, look, a lot of people will say, like you read all these negotiation books, they say you have to be approached and to do. I'll tell you what, if you put out there that you want to sell and you can create a bidding war, that is how you get your rational offers. So like I'm all yeah. for sort of saying we're accepting term sheets on August first. Mm-hmm. you know give us indicative terms to open up data room 1 on August 15th and we're picking a term sheet to sign by August 30th let's rock and roll
0: drum up demand baby <laughs> let's go if you have any other if you have any other uh, ideas for how i might sort of further drum up demand i would i would love well, to Well look i'd
2: love to take it to market for you i mean i have plenty of buyers i think could you know I don't know. I mean, look, I have to put some feelers out, but I think getting, you know, sounds like fifteen was too low, twenty is more interesting, but twenty five, especially on clean terms, starts to get really interesting at your current run rate. Obviously it'd be more if you
0: grew. Yeah. I think yeah. you're probably in the right zip code. And I was you know, my whole idea was like get it to the end of the year, be doing six and a half or seven because we got a couple other growth things that are gonna crush it and then um, that number's that's higher, right. you know. That's
2: great. What's your situation? Married saying, well, we know you're married. Single kiddos. I'm married. Uh no kiddos, working on it. Okay. Oh, nice. Exciting. How old are you?
0: Yeah. I'm 40.
2: 40. Last question, Adam. What do you wish you knew when you were 20? Uh,
0: skip Wall Street and learn how to build software, dude. <laughs> Quit That's messing around.
2: Statement. There's a lot of very rich people that love Wall Street.
0: No, I know, but this is uh this is just more satisfying to me, to be honest. And it's like,
2: that, ATM. I mean, when you think about every right now in SAS, it's so hot. Every dollar of MRR you add to your business is effectively worth $60 in equity because you multiply times 12 to annualize it and a minimum five X multiple. It's an ATM. You put a dollar and you get 60 out. It's crazy.
0: Hey, Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do <it. laughs> Guys,
2: there you have it. Adam, get emails.com Did 1.5 million bucks run rate uh, last year. Have grown about 4 million in terms of run rate. Now they do three hundred ish thousand dollars in top line revenue per month. Profit 150 grand at the bottom line every month. They pay out dividends to their team. Only six people. High revenue per employee, which we love. 750 customers. Helping you understand those anonymous website visits, but not just telling you what company that visit is from, but actually giving you an email so you can follow up and take action on it. Adam, thanks for taking us to the top.
0: Thanks, Nathan. It's fun.